0: In Camden Town, I'll meet you at the underground. In Camden Town, we'll walk there as the sun goes down. In Camden Town.
1: Welcome to Camdeners, the official podcast for the Camden Clean Air Initiative, with me, Jeffrey Young. In this podcast series, we get to know and discover the lives of Camdeners those special individuals shaping the unique and vibrant culture of the borough of Camden. Today, we speak with Sam Oldham, Venue Director of The Roundhouse. Welcome, Sam.
0: Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation.
1: There'll be very few people in Camden who won't know what The Roundhouse is, but they might not have the depth of knowledge. They see, you know, a circular building there They don't relate to music. But if you give us a kind of a glimpse into what really is the Roundhouse in Camden.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, everybody knows the the Roundhouse is I- I- iconic in itself, and we've got that amazing conical roof. But the Roundhouse actually started out as a train repair shed, and that's over 170 years ago. And It didn't actually last that long because engineering progressed. And so the actual building wasn't suitable for trains in the end, this fabulous building that was built, and then trains couldn't fit in. So for 100 years, it was used as a gin and whiskey storage. If it's going to be used for storage, you might as well store gin and whiskey in it. And that was, you know, a really amazing place in itself. But then in the 1960s is when it really started as a cultural centre. And I think everybody knows that during the 60s and 70s, some of the biggest artists in the world either played there or, or, or started out there. But it was also home to really revolutionary theatre. And then in the 80s, literally 20 years later, it ran into some financial problems and was unfortunately empty for quite a few years. And then the amazing Torquil Norman bought the Roundhouse, which was 1996. And a tremendous amount of money was spent on refurbishing the roundhouse, about £30 million, actually. And that is what really transformed it into the amazing space and all the spaces within the actual roundhouse that that everybody sees today. It opened in 2006, and we've just gone from strength to strength and and bigger in many areas as part of the roundhouse estate and as the estate grows. Um, And the main addition to that kind of original building was a creative center for young people. And that meant that we evolved from being, you know, a, a music center or a, a creative center or, or even a theatrical center, if you like. And we're now a not-for-profit organization. So any money that we do make goes straight back into our charitable work with young people. And that's that's kind of where we are now.
1: Obviously, it's a music venue, but you've got recording studios, you've got food and beverage outlets, you know, what works. What are the elements of the Roundhouse?
0: There's a lot of different elements and it really, you know, everybody, we, we obviously have got the Roundhouse, which is our kind of, you know, the iconic building. But there's a lot of different sides to that as well. So underneath the, the main space, which is where we have, you were talking about music, which is where we have a lot of our music events with some of those big acts. That's where our, a lot of our theatrical events are. Um, a lot of our performing arts takes place there. We have private events as well. But we've also got our studio theatre, which is a smaller space, more intimate. But that's the home of some really, really creative work, whether it be from visiting companies or whether it's from some of the people and the young people who are involved directly in the roundhouse. We've got studios where young people can come and you know, record podcasts, make music, practice music um do dj skills etc um and then we've got all different kinds of smaller spaces around the whole site where people can go in and practice their work they can write they can perform we we also um have our um, obviously outside of covid times we're really busy with things like street circus and poetry, etc. So we've got an awful lot that goes inside the main roundhouse building. And then we've also got our office building, which is upcycled shipping containers. And that's on the other side of our our backyard, if you like. And that houses, um, houses quite a lot of our staff who are the people that make the magic inside the, the main building.
1: Oh, wow. There's a, so much in it. It's not just a round building. I'd, I'd love to... Talk about the impact of COVID and where you guys are at now. You know, obviously when COVID happened, that, that had a pretty dramatic impact on normal business for the roundhouse.
0: Absolutely. And for the whole sector and and the different areas that we're involved in, whether it is private events, live music, um, theater shows, et cetera, you know, the whole sector literally just stopped overnight and we've been exactly the same. You know, it's been incredibly hard for us. We lost, because we closed, we lost our commercial income. The vast majority of that stopped all of a sudden. We have been incredibly fortunate to get support from the Culture Recovery Fund, which I I think you'll have seen, you know, spoken about in, in the media. And we did get some support from that. And we've also had support from other funders and individuals who really you know, have known the Roundhouse in its new beginnings, if you like, and they love the Roundhouse. They love the work that we do. And they really want to see organisations like ours survive. First of all, there's the, you know, the Roundhouse itself, that iconic building, but also the work that we do. And there's an awful lot of people out there who really care about young people. And young people have been tremendously affected. And of course, we've not been able to offer the the, the same activities and the same opportunities that we were to young people simply because we've been closed. So that some of that connection's changed. We've been very fortunate that we've been able to offer a lot of um if you like online information and online activities. But in terms of the you know the the impact, it's really impacted a lot of young people who who aren't able to do that kind of performance. And also a lot of our staff and contractors, freelance staff, who've been really affected. It's been so uncertain for them. I think many of them have have left the industry because of, you know, there isn't the freelance work out there and there's no shows anywhere. So they're not able to earn an income. They're not able to earn money. We are really hoping to open from July onwards. And it's really great to see other places open already. Some of the. You know, theaters and and festivals that are taking place. Um, it's been really, really good to see them. Really positive. The key thing for us is to get back to full capacity. As um, and for us and many people, really financially in the longer term, it's the only way forward.
1: Yeah, full potential. Um, so July, you're hoping. You know, are there acts already lined up, or um, is it is it sort of waiting to understand the green lights or
0: yeah, we've we've been relatively lucky over the past few months that we've had some um, private, private events booked in. So we've done some work with um, Amazon, for example. And we also, um, we, you know, Coldplay released one of their videos that they'd actually filmed at the Roundhouse. Um, so we've been fortunate in the fact that we've had some activity, which has been really good. And yeah, moving forward, we've got... Um, we've got some things booked in in July. We've got some things then booked in th- a little bit through August and September. So we, you know, we, we're starting to ramp back up, so to speak. But for us, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's just that planning on that full capacity is is really vital to us. But fortunately, we've been able to keep, you know, some people busy. And we've, I think as well, some of, we changed some of our modelling so that we could Offer space during during if you like the COVID closure where we could at least be open for some things. So yeah, we we've got bookings and and plans to start ramping up. So that
1: that's really good news for us. Great. So so what is the actual capacity of the of the main the main room?
0: So it's just over three thousand with standing. Um, and obviously that, you know, the more people we can get in the better. So with a capacity reduction, um, on social distancing and, and, you know, which is it's quite complicated to work out. That's obviously greatly reduced, which is why I was talking about mm. really our full capacity shows and gigs being important. And of course for seating, we'd have to work out how many people, how many people we can fit in and where they can sit. So it, it, you know, and we've got that information, but for it to be really viable for us, you know, we, we need to see everybody back and i think the experience as well not just from our perspective as a as a financial kind of overview but the experience for people we all know that nobody wants to go anywhere and and you know sit 2 meters apart which of course you know we're doing because that's what we need to do but th- it, we're really looking forward to that time when we don't need to take that into consideration
1: yeah well hopefully that's going to be soon as um all those vaccinations you know are happening and um Let's hope that it's um, only, only months away, literally, until we're back to a kind of a, a fairly normal. Now, the Roundhouse is, is, is so iconic to Camden. What, what is so special?
0: I think it, Camden itself is very special. So I think for us to, to be a part of Camden, you know, with all the... And it's not just the history of Camden with, with music. It's, it's the whole you know, Camden in itself is so special. So to have the Roundhouse in Camden is is just brilliant because we fit in perfectly, if you like. And I think we've also, you know, whenever you speak to anybody in Camden, people do know the Roundhouse and they, they are really pleased. Um, and I think for local businesses, it's really great. I think for the culture of Camden, I think for... Um, almost the, you know, the promotion of Camden. There are some really wonderful venues in Camden, but I think being a part of that is amazing. And then, you know, whenever you're in certain areas of Camden, you can see the Roundhouse, which is really amazing. I talk about the roof, you know, to be able to see it and and then just driving past. I think it means so much to a lot of people. Um, Whenever I'm In meetings or um, out and about in Camden, people always ask, when is the Roundhouse going to be able to reopen? I think it's such a key focal point. Um, And we're just really proud and pleased to be able to fit into what's such a great area as well.
1: I wonder if you could share with us, you know, who are some of the acts that have actually played at the Roundhouse over the years? You know, a bit of bragging, please. (laughs) (laughs) well thanks
0: um well we've been really fortunate i mean i think way back you know when i talked about the the 60s and 70s you know people like um the pink floyd you know some of their first gigs were played there the doors um the clash um the damned ramones etc um we're all we're all part of that you know scene and and played at the roundhouse and that's been really wonderful and then you know as we as we've moved through the kind of the times um the legendary James Brown has played at the Roundhouse, which is just incredible. And then we've had Coldplay, Food Fighters, Adele, Jay Z, wow. some really, really talented and, and special artists have played at the Roundhouse, and that's you know that's that's one of our I think really amazing things to talk about. And and when you know in years and years to come. Um, Everybody will look back on on these times as being really amazing, with some
1: fantastic, talented people. Wow. What an exciting role you have! I wonder if you could share a little bit about your background and how how did you come to the Roundhouse? What did you do before? Yeah, it's been quite a
0: journey, actually. I mean, I was born in Rochdale, um, so it's been a journey to to come to the amazing Camden and you know incredible Roundhouse. But um, I, um, I I think I grew up. Liking art and and I was involved in you know local drama etc. Not very good at it I might add, but um, I was involved in it and you know I I didn't you know as with a lot of young people I really didn't know how to harness it and I didn't really know what I wanted to do or how to go about it. And I ended up taking quite a big detour where I worked in California for quite a long time, and I worked with people who have disabilities and also um, a lot of young kids who were in the foster care system in Los Angeles County. And then um, the, the company that I worked with, the organisation I worked with actually was sold to the YMCA and I ended up moving and then completely moved into something different and ran operations at a ski resort for six years and uh, really kind of got my teeth into to operations there. And then I came back to England and ended up working in the Nottingham Arena for 10 years as the operations director. So actually really got kind of that feel for being inside an organisation that worked a lot with music, but also young people because Nottingham Arena also houses the the National Ice Centre, which is, you know, ice skating. It's where Torval and Dean trained. But um, a lot of local schools and, and kids who perhaps wouldn't normally be given the opportunity to take part in sport were there. So when I saw the opportunity at the Roundhouse, which I'd visited and obviously seen seen um, a lot of musical acts there over the years. For me, it kind of brought together a lot of different things I'd would i been involved in throughout my life. So the journey to, to get to this. So obviously, you know, being involved in drama and theatre and then working with, you know, uh, kids who'd been in foster care. And so just working with young people specifically fit this. And then I'd been involved in operations for so long. Live music at Nottingham Arena actually just really fit together. And I'm in a really fortunate position whereby I've been at the Roundhouse now for two and a half years. And, you know, yes, of course, I'm working in this iconic building for an iconic organisation, but the people that I work with are, you know, real leaders, truly amazing trailblazers. I mean, um, Marcus Davey, our chief executive and artistic director, is you know, just the best in the business and to work with somebody like him and, and learn from him is is truly, you know, and well, I'm very proud to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, and I guess that philosophy of of giving back, it's not all just about the music gigs, whereas the music gigs are a very big part of the, the outside rapping. The inside rapping is developing young talent.
0: Yeah, and... Do you, and do you know what I we I think you know you use the word developing we, you're you're absolutely right but I think for us it's giving them the opportunity to develop because they you know the young people who who come to us many of them wouldn't get the opportunity to do it and that would be a loss to us if you like as the public because the young people who come through our doors are so incredibly talented and really. I, I, you know, I mentioned lead leaders, you know, and trailblazers. Um, they are just amazing, and perhaps they wouldn't have the opportunity to showcase that talent, or and even if they don't want to, maybe you know, go on stage necessarily. You know, they might want to write, or they might want an outlet, and to be able to offer that. I mean, I've learned a lot from some of the young people who who spend time in our organisation and in our venue, and it's it's very much their venue too, and we're very. I think we've we're lucky to be able to offer them the opportunity, but we're also very lucky to be able to see just, you know, when given a chance, what people can mm. do.
1: And, and Camden's a borough that has a lot of need as well. There's a lot of a lot of wealth, but there's always an incredible amount of need. There's a lot of council estates, there's a lot of single parents, and there's there's a lot of poverty actually in, in Camden that um many don't have the opportunities and, and it's incredible to see an organisation like that providing opportunity how would some young person get involved how would they get in touch with you how would they engage with yourselves
0: yeah i think for you know to to be able to contact the roundhouse and be involved in in a you know they can they can contact the roundhouse and we've got a really good website which i would suggest anybody to go to because it really then details if you like what specifically they might want to be we've got projects we've got different things to be involved in and i I would suggest that if if anybody's got access to that to to go onto our website and have a look because we've got you know everything from music projects to media projects to you know the studios and uh, you know, different things. And I think for people to understand really how they might be able to do, you know, how they might be able to access what they need to be able to do would be really fantastic. Um, we we would, you know, if people have got the opportunity to to become a Young Creatives member, that would be really helpful for them. Um, we've got a youth support team um, and they would, you know, they're able to give kind of information um, on, on what people need to do, if you like and how they can access things while the studios are still closed. But definitely, well, the studios are starting to open now, but not cl you know, not to the same extent that they were. And some of the programs still aren't available, but some of the studios are open right now. So, um, or drop by, you know, to to drop by and have a chat with somebody. Um, The studios are open at the moment on Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. And, you know, perhaps be somebody available that they can speak to and talk about what they, what they're interested in and how we might be able to help them go about that but if if people do have abs- um, access to our website that's a great tool because there's so much information on there and a lot of advice as well yeah yeah um, and it, they can find out how to use our spaces um what's of av- what's available in there the cost for them um by becoming i think I'd mentioned by becoming um, an emerging artist member it will talk about what facilities they can have any costs um and we've also got a phone number as well which again is 0 three zero zero six seven eight nine two 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 um and i believe it's option four yeah um and they can speak to somebody about how they can become um an emerging emerging artist, um, a a member of that team, um, and they can find out what facilities that we have, you know, whether it's um, TV studio, uh, recording studios, um, rehearsal rooms, kind of practice rooms, you know, and and then they can, you know, they can get more information. Our website, like I said, does have tons of really good information, but if people don't have access to that, then yeah, give us a ring or, like I said, perhaps pop in, um, you know, with... When they're available, and we can do, perhaps give them a brochure or some information.
1: Great, and and I'm um, looking a little bit forward now. Sort of, um, COVID will pass at some point. Um, I do see there's going to be a moment where we will be at full capacity. What what what's the what's what do you have in store for the future of the Roundhouse? What's upcoming when when things can get back to normal? What 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 will you expect to be hearing from the Roundhouse in terms of um, how it's going to evolve?
0: Well, we've talked about you know, as our two buildings, if you like. So I've mentioned the the iconic main roundhouse building and then our um, admin or office building. We are now starting construction on our new campus building, which is a um, Centre for Creative Entrepreneurs. And that's actually literally just just starting. The contractors are on site and uh, doing, if you like, the groundwork for that. And we're hoping that that will open in autumn of next year. So autumn 2022. And that will increase our capacity to work with young people, basically because we're going to have um, three more studios, which are all multi-use and they can be used for rehearsals, etc. One of those studios is a triple height studio, which is basically for circus. So that's people who are um, honing their performing arts skills, if you like, for, you know, you may have seen things like parkour and stuff like Mm. that And, and, so that's to have a triple height studio means that people can do that work whereas obviously you can't do if you think about street circus or circus skills in a in a small studio it makes it much more difficult. So that's really going to benefit those those people who um either enjoy or want to pursue a career in in being a circus performer. Um we're going to have a recording suite so people we will be able to do um recording podcasting editing etc in there and also we're looking at flexible working space so we'll have a, a co-working space and that will have equipment and spaces to deliver mentoring activities master classes um, network meetings etc so we're actually going to have a, a whole new building that will be, you know, ready to go within within 18 months, if you like. And that will enable us to work with a lot more young people. And, you know, all these new, uh, not that we don't have state-of-the-art studios now, because, but we do. But similarly, these new areas and these new spaces will also be state-of-the-art which will really be able to again benefit young people and it will also increase um the age of people that can we work with until the upper age to the age of 30 which again gives us more scope for working because at the moment we do a tremendous amount of work with a lot of young people but obviously the more space you have the more work you can do and that really is going to be able to uh, enable us to enhance our program
1: so that New campus sounds incredibly exciting. It's going to make a real difference to the young people of Camden, and again, cementing Camden's role as a probably the most creative borough in in London. How is all this being funded? Who is paying for all this new campus?
0: Well, the campus itself, we've done fundraising, so we've secured the, you know a, a large amount towards our goal. But it's it's fundraising that we've done. Um, it's we've got some really amazing donors who we're very grateful to. But it's, it's been funded by, you know, fundraising. And that just hasn't happened over the past six or 12 months. That's happened over quite a few years. And we've had a, a fundraising team who've worked really, really hard on that. So, um, yeah, it's it's basically it's fundraising.
1: Wow. So, and um, maybe some of that is local. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and there are a lot of local, you know, donors. Absolutely. There are people who are, are very much involved in Camden, you know, and. Uh, who really like the work that we're doing and want us to be able to continue that because they, you know, they recognize that young people are are so important. And as we said earlier, perhaps don't have those outlets. So yes, we've, we've had a lot of really generous funding and funders.
1: Uh, Quite a final question here. And so what do you like most about working in Camden? Do
0: you know, I, I'm, I catch the train and I walk from St. Pancras every day, um, First of all, get my Fitbit steps in. But you know, walking through Camden and in a morning, um, you know, I'm quite early in the morning. Some of Camden's not open, Um, and just to be able to walk through the streets and and know how many fantastic. I mean, you know, in Camden, we're really lucky. We've got a lot of um, local businesses, a lot of you know individuals who've set up some really exciting you know, shops, stores, um, cafes, etc. And to walk through that in a morning and see people preparing for the day, if you like, is a real buzz. And then I, you know, get to get to work in the roundhouse all day. And then as I'm walking home in an evening, if I'm not staying at the roundhouse for, you know, for an event or a um, a, a show or or a performance, you know, walking back through Camden, you know, it's um, quirky and cool, and the history, and we have some fantastic local people, but we also get a lot of really wonderful visitors in, in, into Camden, and they embrace everything that Camden's about as well. And that's I really enjoy working, you know, with Camden, and I also sit on the board of CTU, which is Camden Town Unlimited, and the work that that you know that they've done and continue to do to make Camden this incredible area. Um, is just, you know, it's Camden's special. There's a really fantastic buzz about Camden and it's a pleasure to walk through Camden, you know, quite a few days a week and be able to see that. And, um, you know, the history is rich, but also the future is really positive and wonderful as well.
1: Well, that's a great way to end it. Thanks so much, Sam Oldham, for joining us here today on Camdeners. You've given us such a wonderful view on on the vibrancy that sort of lies beneath those iconic walls of the roundhouse in Camden. Thanks so much.